Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Dusty Thunder Podcast. We have a very special first-time guest with us today. This is your first time, right? It is first time. Yeah. This is Josh Schmutz. I just butchered your name. We say it like a hundred different ways, though, because I called you Schmutz for years, and then I heard you start saying Smoots. So which, what is the it, correct it, way? It is Smoots? Our family pronounces it Smoots. Smoots. And then, uh, I'm yeah, going to have get, to relearn this whole name, man. I know, but I, I've been Smoots, Smuts. Schmidt, Schultz. Schmidt. Uh, yeah, one of my old bosses, which you know, called me Jason for the longest time. I'm like, you can't even get my first name right now. The simple. first name is not the hard part, dude. <laughs> That's not the hard part at all. I will retrain myself to say Smoots. This is my good buddy, Josh Smoots. That's really yeah, hard. It's, right. it's, it's right so, off the tongue. It's like my mouth doesn't want to do it. It's like fighting against it. It's like, no. <laughs> No, uh, Josh and I have been buddies for years and years and years. We've done business together for a really long time. He runs the show over at Mid America RV, which you see me wear a lot of hats from his establishment over over yonder. But we've been friends since almost twenty years. Holy shit! Yeah, it's been almost twenty years because I started at Roper in '04, and it was shortly after that that I was introduced to you. Wow. And back then, I was making some real high-quality commercials. I was in them. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's great. It's like the beginning. That was the beginning of the video production journey for me. And you you got to be my guinea pig for learning. Yeah. And I think the worst part was the fact that our dealership was right next to train tracks. train tracks. And they're the kind of train tracks that are like on a low-traffic road. So there's not even the traffic arms or anything that comes down. You just are in the middle of recording something and all of a sudden you hear... And we might have been trying to do the take for 20 minutes and I finally nail the line and then a train goes off in the back. Oh, and it's not even just when it's there either because audio, audio is the hardest part of video. And I learned that while filming stuff for you because what you can hear with your, your naked ear is amplified. You can hear it even more so when you have a mic on it because it's it's actually amplifying those noises. So you hear the train, you know, two miles down the road and you're like, oh shit, here it comes. Mm-hmm. All right, deliver that line quick. We can do this. We can do And <laughs> nope, we're screwed. Okay. Yeah. That was fun. But we had a hell of a good time. That was a fun era. You were a Subaru. So, and I wasn't a Subaru guy at the time. And I think, you know, your knowledge and, and passion for that product helped me understand and really become a Subaru lover. And now I've had two. Mm-hmm. You've had quite a few as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, they aren't built to pull fifth wheels and stuff. So no, but we do have some small campers they can pull. Yeah. 
There you go. Yeah, we make sure we keep a little bit of everything in stock. But now Josh smoots. Now he has this really badass pimped out truck that is like, it's the envy of all other trucks around. Black Betty's pretty special. She's sexy. she'll pull everything. She's a big girl. And she's she sexy. is a big girl. She's super sexy. Josh is really familiar with the content. If you've been on lives, you've probably seen him pop up and give me shit in one way or another because he likes to do that during lives. And Tony he loves to give Tony Stank um, <laughs> lots of shit as well. And one of those ways is to call him Tony Stank. He gives him a really hard time there, but super familiar with the content and the type of stories that we do. So I'm excited to get your feedback. And Candy Thunder has picked out some stories that she thought would be good, but interesting for us two guys to give some insight on because it's some relationship stuff that you wouldn't typically say, oh, this is something that two guys should cover. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I heard the descriptive word spicy when spicy. she was talking about yes. at least one of the stories. So, Well, normally left to our own devices, uh, what you and I sit around and end up talking about is football and shooting ranges. Mm -hmm. It is not, you know, relationship drama. True. Uh, however, however, we do spend a good amount of time kind of reviewing just the crazy stuff that's happening in our own lives. Yes, especially and, dad stuff. Yeah, dad stuff and talking each other through that and just uh, just being a sounding board for each other because it's important for dads. I think that's something that a lot of dads miss out on and just internalize it because it's like we're not supposed to talk about that stuff. We're just supposed to be tough and just rub some dirt on it and walk it off and don't be a you know, all the classic stuff, but being a dad <laughs> is hard. And I feel like we probably do that with 98% of it. That's true. But there's that 2% that you just can't like, eh, never mind. Yeah. Like, you have to find ways to deal with it and deal with it with somebody that's not either the other parent or your spouse, because they're probably also going through it as well. And they need it outside, not just release from it, somebody else they can get another perspective on. Because otherwise it's just the two of you dwelling on it constantly and it's not effective. That's a really good point. And I think a lot of married couples that up because it's like if you have something that's heavy and you need to talk it through with someone the default for most couples is probably just to turn to their partner right to unload that on them but particularly if you're going through the same thing or if you're going through something different as your partner but equally as heavy it becomes a cycle of like shitting on each other right and it just increases the ecosystem stress level it's always just building and building and building yeah. and not having someone else that's external to be able to talk to it becomes harmful at some point yeah, because I think no matter how you try to frame those conversations, the fact that it's a negative conversation, yeah, it's going to bring you down. And now you're like, after days of it, maybe you're almost not looking forward to seeing that person because you're like, oh, what are they going to dump on me today? Because I've already <laughs> been thinking about this all day and I just don't even want to talk about it, but I know we're going to have to. So I think it makes it tough and you, you have to be able to have the conversations, but also be able to step away from them, kind of compartmentalize some of that with other people yeah. because you just can't keep hammering away at the same stuff. You know, we've dealt with some stuff this year that was just incredibly tough with one yeah. of our kids. And I told my wife at one point, I'm like, listen, love you dearly. And I'm, I'm glad we've processed through a lot of this, but like you need to talk to your friends and I'm going to talk to my friends. And it truly helped like a lot. Nice. It can't be the topic all the time. Right. You've got to be able to live and not dread going home because it's going to be more stressful shit. Right. Exactly. Home should be your respite from what you deal with day to day. Yeah. Running businesses like we do. Right. Dealing with customers and problems and all the other nonsense that we get to handle. Not to say that you're not going to deal with family problems at home because you will no matter what, but it can't all be that. Right. And I think Candy Thunder has, she's gotten really good at reading whenever my stress level is like, I can't hear about another <laughs> right. problem right now, especially if there isn't a solution attached to it. If you're just mm -hmm. bringing me a problem, that's something that's going to sit in my head because I can't hear about a problem without trying to find a solution to it. I can't do it. So she's just bringing me a problem. Mm -hmm. It's not like a turnkey solution ready and she's just running the idea by me. Sometimes she'll just stop herself now and be like, you know what? 
but it's not important. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Or it's like, it's fine. And, and I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the guy who, who she feels like she can't talk to. But at the same time, you can only handle so much before you just absolutely lose your shit. And sometimes I get there. It's kind of like playing emotional Jenga. Like you're stacking all these things and you're pulling things out. And every time somebody touches that tower, it's like, am I just... <laughs> Toppling the whole thing? Is this all going to come down? Is this when my whole world falls apart? And so it is good to have a partner that recognizes that and gives you the space and respects it, but still is not going to just totally dismiss it. I'm sure she waits till a more appropriate time to to deal with those things. That's a really good way to put it. Emotional Jenga. I feel like that needs to be a t-shirt now. And it's going to have like all, you know, all the normal bullshit things that couples deal <laughs> yeah, with on no each joke. one of those blocks. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So you, you've got someone with a, with a different perspective than, than we've had on here before. And also somebody who I've known you and been closer with you longer than I've been close with Candy Thunder. So we have a lot of history and background with each other, too. And I think we'll be able to see some some interesting angles here. It's going to be fun. Yes. Whenever you watch the content and, and watch the lives, are you ever just completely surprised by the the levels of assholery of some people? Or is it just kind of like a, well, yep, that sounds no, about right. No, there are some that I, just blows my mind. And I was like, I know petty people, but I'm so thankful I don't know some of these petty people because yeah. it's so bad. And then the people that just are either deliberately doing things without regard for their partner, like some of the, the cheaters, like cheaters that are getting other people pregnant and this other, or the guy just recently that had like a totally separate second family yeah. somewhere else like basically splitting a 50 50 life like how do you sleep Duh. i mean so that yeah there's some stuff in there some of the revenge ones are so good oh yeah that, yeah that purse one is still one of my favorites <laughs> petty revenge is the best oh my it's so good especially when it costs somebody a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> on something that you know is impossible or at least very, very hard to return. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh petty revenge is probably one of our, one of our favorite ones. Finding really good petty revenge stories is tough. Yeah. But when they come across, man, they're golden nuggets. I don't think we have any petty revenges today. Unfortunately, I think we have some, we have some spicy, serious shit to offer our dadly <laughs> insight on. Okay. So we're going to dive into our first story here. This one is, am I the astronaut for potentially getting my wife in trouble with her hospital? My 30 male wife, 28 female, just started her second year of medical residency. She likes to talk about her workday, and I understand it's important as a way for her to de-stress considering the workload that residents have. However, she tends to overshare medical details about her patients. For those who don't know, medical information is protected by a law called HIPAA, and it is pretty strict about how patient information needs to be protected and anonymized if sharing is needed. I've reminded my wife several times that she is telling me patient details that are in violation of HIPAA. She keeps brushing it off, first by by telling me that HIPAA doesn't apply between spouses, it absolutely does, and then by telling me that she trusts me and needs me to just listen to her, that's not the point. I repeatedly tried to explain to her why she needs to stop, but she hasn't. A few days ago, she told me about a patient she saw, and even without names, I figured out that it was the son of someone I knew, and they probably wouldn't want me to know that information. I again told my wife to stop, and again, she brushed me off. A couple days later, I was at a gathering where one of my wife's friends, who is also her fellow resident, was present. I pulled her aside and explained what was going on and asked her to talk with my wife about the seriousness of what she was doing. She said she would. Apparently, she didn't talk with my wife, but reported her to the hospital's ethics board, and now they want to meet with my wife. She is furious with me for a 
reporting her and says she can't trust me anymore. I've told her I'm sorry this is happening, but I didn't ask her to be reported. I just wanted someone to explain to her that what she was doing was wrong because she wasn't listening when I did. She thinks I am a huge asshole. I think this is only an issue because she was essentially repeatedly breaking the law. Am I the asshole? Okay, so Candy Thunder has included the top comment here. It says, you're the asshole. She didn't tell you who it was, you assumed. Candy Thunder made a note on here that says, you know what happens when you assume. So what do you think here? I'm going to say no in the sense that I deal with this on a day-to-day basis with similar things. We're a dealership. So we deal with people's credit all the time mm-hmm. and personal information all the time. Now, obviously it's not medical information, but there are federal laws governing what information can be shared and who can be shared with and so on and so forth. I do not go home and tell my wife specific stories, even though we've got some good ones about some of the stuff we're dealing with. And if we do, I do it in such a broad, general, anonymous way mm-hmm. that there's no possible way she would know with the exception of if I tell a story and then she sees some weird review on our Facebook page or on Google. It is a- <laughs> similar and it's a very similar story then she's like oh i know who that jerk is (laughs) like so there's ways to go about this i mean it sounds like she needs to share this about her day it's not necessarily venting it's she sounds like someone that just likes to talk about what she experienced that day and for her she's going to have these unique cases and stories every day so maybe awful so maybe wonderful but maybe she did say who it was so he was able to draw that or maybe he did assume who it was but i don't know i'm gonna say probably could have handled this better yeah Uh, The tough part, looking at both sides, it's like, you're right. She needs to be able to talk to her spouse about her day. It's not like she's working for the CIA. You know what I mean? She wants to be able to talk about the cool shit that she's doing because it's a residency. Like she's Mm -hmm. learning through this process or maybe some of it was stressful, but I assume in a medical residency that you're coming across some crazy stuff and you want to be able to share that with your partner. Right. And HIPAA. The main purpose of HIPAA is to protect the individual. So as long as she is not directly identifying individuals throughout this, like that's the part that needs to be hedged against here. But he didn't want her to share any information, period. Not even broad stroke, like anonymous kind of stuff, because she did that. Right. And he he's like, well, then I just connected the dots because it was easy. Well, uh, don't do that, obviously. <laughs> right. If your problem is the HIPAA side of things, then don't take steps to undo the bit that she did to protect the patient. That's right then you're the asshole there too. I think you have to assume in his shoes here that, you know, he he explained to her why he thought she shouldn't do it. She at least adjusted how she was doing it mm-hmm. by being anonymous with what she was telling. But then he still had a problem with it. It's like she tried to compromise, it seems, by making more anonymous comments. Right. And he didn't budge at all. In fact, he stepped up his rebuttal by by pulling a friend aside and when you pull the friend aside you put her in a precarious position too right absolutely because she's obligated to report that at that point right if she if this whole thing centers around his concern for hipaa violations that has to be the next step for the the friend that he told that to right like she has to report it what's worse is it you know her coming home and and giving anonymous details about what happened during her day or him sharing private information that was exchanged during their um, uh, conversation between a married couple. Right. Like I mean, they, I, I, I would lean <laughs> over to more of a violation by sharing private conversation that's shared between a married couple. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff that my wife and I talk about that we, we both just automatically know that's not going anywhere else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's one of them? 
I'm, we're not talking about it. <laughs> it was a test. I you told passed. you. I told you we were doing this sober, so <laughs> you're not going to hear any of those stories. <laughs> it was a, it was a test. Passed <laughs> with flying colors here. Uh, so so Candy Thunder, um, I think is is you know agreeing with the top commenter here and saying you're the asshole to OP. Um, I have to agree, and, and maybe this isn't everyone sucks here, but she made adjustments. Yeah, and he did not. Yeah, and and that to me just completely tips the scale over to his side, and he's definitely the asshole. Let me pull up the scale real quick. We got to do it. I I mean I I ought to know it by heart now, right? But I'm surprised you don't have it tattooed on the inside of your forearm. That's by not now. a bad idea. I don't want to be like the rock though and have to give have to give myself notes. <laughs> okay, so um so four is you could have done it differently. Three is you should have done it differently. Two is you definitely shouldn't have done that. That text is really hard to read. You gotta change that. And one is you're a terrible human. I, it doesn't think like it doesn't think like it doesn't seem like he was coming from a place of malice. Right. He's I to me he's a three, like a three, you should have done this differently. Yeah, he he needed to handle it differently. Like it, it's not even a could have handled it differently. He definitely should, it should have handled have. it differently. So he he should have handled the whole the whole scenario differently. But when it comes to pulling pulling her coworker, yeah, <laughs> aside and putting her in a position where she had to report it right. because she's bound by ethics as well. That was an ass con two move because he sure. definitely shouldn't have done that. And at that point, it's like he's he's getting all pissy about her violating HIPAA, but he, he completely violates her trust and privacy. Well, not only that, I feel like he's, he's doubling down on the problem because when he shared that information, the friend is going to have to report it. He, if he's so versed in HIPAA, he should know that. So he can't be like, whoops, I didn't know she was going to report it. (laughs) Like you're either an idiot or an asshole. (laughs) So, or both. Or both. <laughs> this kind of seems like it might be an idiot asshole thing. It, it, it might be one of those know-it-all idiot asshole things. Mm-hmm. We, might, we might have the trifecta here. Yeah. The know-it-all idiot asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he wins some kind of award. That, uh, yeah, I saw so I, th- I think we're there. It's, you know, three overall, two for the specific instance of, of pulling the coworker aside because that was a bonehead move. And I would be surprised if this wasn't like a, a severe trust breaker in your relationship overall. Was it wife? Are they married? Yes. Yes. Wife. Ugh, ugh. Bro. Yeah, just be a better listener, dude. Bro. You think you think this is all coming from him being actually concerned or is this just him not wanting to hear about it? He doesn't it? want to hear it. I, I 100% feel like he just doesn't want to hear about it. And was willing to go to any length to make it stop. Yeah. And and it's hard to, you know, with the information we have here, it's hard to say what the intent is. Right. Like, is he envious of her career or, you know, is, could be, is he just completely mentally exhausted at the end of the day and just doesn't feel like he has room in his head for this? I don't know, but uh, definitely something he, he needed to handle differently because that full on doubled down on it. He's like, hi, honey. I'd ask you how your day went, but I really don't want to hear about it. So (laughs) HIPAA. It's too bad that HIPAA's there. I can't hear about your day at all. I'm going to go to the garage and crack a beer. I'll see you in a bit. Mm -hmm. Poor gal. She just wants to talk to her husband about the the shit that she's going through in her residency, which I'm sure is 
so stressful that you have to have to talk about it either in a venting way or in a look at this cool thing or hear about this cool thing. And right. he's just like, nah, nah, you know what? I'm gonna get you in trouble with ethics. Get you fired. Yeah. Dude, you realize that when she's a doctor, she's going to make a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe if our healthcare system doesn't fall apart by then. You're harming yourself here, man. Dumbass. Could be a happy stay at home. Could have been. Choosing otherwise. A husband. Is that what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't heard that. Stay at home husband. (laughs) Ruined Uh, it. Totally ruined it. That may not make the cut. That's fine. We're probably going to get censored on that. Be on the B roll. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of times, well, fortunately, um, you know, Tony Spark and, and Candy Thunder, they don't do the edits. So there will be times whenever I'm filming with Candy Thunder and she's like, we have to take that out. We can't talk about farts in a podcast. I'm like, why? And then us talking about how that needs to be taken out is in the final podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Were you guys talking about like Mastermind when they were trying to do a a fart transplant? (laughs) No. Wait, there's a fart transplant there? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. You have to watch that movie. Yeah, I had no idea. But no, okay, so we got it. The discussion was, and you may be able to maybe able to help me out here. Um, I kind of hope not, but you may. Uh, <laughs> the discussion was um, belches mm-hmm. versus farts. Mm-hmm. Candy Thunder is more disgusted by belches than farts. However, just recently figured out how to make herself belch, you know, by swallowing air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I, I showed her how to do it a long time ago, and it just now finally clicked, and she was able to figure it out. And I said... I wonder if there's a way to make yourself fart in a similar fashion. Just the mental picture of the mechanics of that. No, that no, <laughs> no? no thank you. No, you don't think there's such a thing as an ass gasp. <laughs> I think the curious. problem is you've spent so much time obsessing about assholes now because of mm. this podcast that things like this just fascinate you and they wouldn't even have crossed your mind two years ago. You may be right. Speaking of, I saw a post yesterday or this morning, and it was it was a random thing I ran across, but I think it might have been on Instagram, but it was a, a gal talking about how, or somebody, a guy asked ladies, he's like, just how exposed is your b-hole when you go to the gynecologist? And some gal fired back and said, not at all. I always wear a butt plug when I go to the gynecologist, and it's a googly eye butt plug, so I own always tell my gynecologist that I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. <laughs> she said, get some every time. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, how would you not laugh? I mean, you put googly eyes on anything. We put googly eyes on this microphone. We'd be chuckling about it the whole time we're recording. Challenge you know accepted. I'm going to yeah. find some googly eyes that we can put on the microphone. We can put googly eyes over our eyes. And it would be hilarious. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> challenge like accepted. Sunglasses with googly eyes yeah. on. I wonder... Yeah, there, there's a there's a tattoo challenge. I, I mean, has somebody ever made you mad and you like just went through their house and all their framed pictures have glass on them? You just googly eye all the family heads. That's a good idea too. That's genius. They they hate it. They laugh. This is funny, and then they hate it as they're having to pick all of them off their family pictures. Okay, I'm I'm going to go ahead and do this like tonight after the live tonight. <laughs> um, but we can't say anything until so so he doesn't know until the podcast comes out. But but Tony Sparks picture on um, on the Stormcloud marketing site and probably on the Dusty Thunder site if it's not on there already. Um, I'm going to add like a googly eyes 
to Perfect. make it a GIF mm-hmm. so that it actually like moves a little bit. Um, and then let's just see how long it takes. I love it. <laughs> good old Tony Stank. Yeah. Good old Tony Stank. Uh, which, by the way, tangent before we dive into the second story, but we went to the Taylor Swift show over the weekend. She did. Didn't thank me. Thank God. Uh, I was the chauffeur. So I drove everybody up there, fought through the, the parking lot to get parked, got prime positioning for exit. Like we were, we were at like a back a lot G and on the, the little on the grass, on the grass mm-hmm. so that we could pull into the road and just immediately get out of there. And, and it wasn't bad getting out of there, but what I didn't count on was like a hundred thousand people being there and there being no bandwidth on cell towers whatsoever. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. This, Arrowhead is a, Marvel in a lot of ways, but I don't care. I mean, if, if it, even if it's game day when they don't have people on the field, you're still 80,000 people. Yeah. All sharing the same cellular bandwidth. It's like I mean, one tower. They're all, they're all siphoning from it. These people trying to go on Facebook live on their phones during the game. Yeah. Like, it's your first game, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're new to Facebook. Again. That's it. Okay. Got <laughs> yeah. it. Well, I was thinking whenever, whenever I, it's my fault because I insisted on, uh, on being the chauffeur because originally, uh, Tony Spark wasn't going because Kieran, um, one of our daughters, changed her mind and decided not, she wanted to go. One of our daughters. No, one of our, yes, one of our daughters. Um, <laughs> she decided she wanted to go, so we couldn't tell her no. And at that point, like, it's, plans got weird. And then um, I was going to be the chauffeur. Tony Spark wasn't going because we didn't have a ticket for him. Um, and then Mike, who is Candy Thunder's ex husband, his girlfriend the two of them were going to the show. She ended up deciding she wanted to free up her ticket. So immediately candy thunder and I are both like, it needs to be Tony. Like it, I'm going to be driving no matter what. It's mm-hmm. going to mean a lot more to him to go in and actually witness the show than it will to me. So Tony spark got to go at that moment. Whenever he was going, I should have said, okay, he can drive back because candy thunder isn't isn't so good with the night driving so i'm mm-hmm. i'm like i have to be the chauffeur but as soon as he was going i should have been like okay i am now comfortable staying behind but didn't stuck with the chauffeur gig so i ended up being stuck in the car with no signal to entertain myself in any way whatsoever for like six hours and it was at least for a few hours too hot to like have the windows down and not have the car on mm-hmm. started getting mosquito bites in my car it was a random it was just, that's just drunk Swifties just all over the place. It was a, it was, it was a bit of a thing. I don't even remember where I was going with this story, but it was, it was a thing. So pro tip next time, treat it like a flight. Just take an iPad, download you, you things have to some it. stuff already on it. Yeah. <laughs> Binge a whole season of something for a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> so the i i realized that after the fact and i was like well you know the tahoe's got wi-fi on it well the tahoe's wi-fi pulls from the same the ATMC same towers, towers and everything else does. yeah so it was worthless <laughs> um but the two things that i had actually downloaded to my phone were a marketing audiobook so i listened to that for a while and made some notes and then at some point i was like i'm not gonna work like what am i doing i'm not gonna work right now right. i did i did create some uh some good list of things that that we already talked about in the team meeting today though but then the other thing that I had downloaded was uh, was the Thunder and Spark podcast. <laughs> it's like the only things that I had to entertain myself with were work and or more work. work. It was, uh, I'm like, okay. Uh. I think the work product part would be worse because that's like 
as like an artist listening to their own album. Yeah. Like, like, I know this one. I know this one too. I know this one. If I do it, I'm doing it from like a, a quality control perspective. And I'm like, right. okay, does, is the audio quality okay? Is there anything messed up in here? But I, a lot of people hate hearing the sound of their own voices. And, um, and I do too. I'm just used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice but to hear it. True. This Me thing. neither tonight. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and most of the time. So whatever we do, uh, so Josh does a lot of RV shows and and uh, I voice um, a lot of the... Everything. Yeah, I voice a lot of the stuff for his videos and like audio loops. And for shows, it's you know, we made like what a an hour long loop or something. Mm-hmm. And we made it loop for like nine hours or something. But half of that is probably a portion of it. my voice. And it's uh, so good. <laughs> I love it. It drives everybody else insane. And it's not because I love Dustin's voice. I, he has a very nice voice. It's because of how we, it's basically like guerrilla warfare when we're at the show. Yeah. Cause we, he made this nice audio loop where it's like, they just took some stock songs, you know, stuff you'd hear in an elevator or something like that. And then periodically put in these commercials, which are completely unhinged commercials because there's no FCC to, to regulate what we can say. Uh, it's just a recording that we put on an FM transmitter and then we go into our competitor spaces and tune the radios in their campers <laughs> to that station. And the FM transmitter is so powerful that like it will even block out a local channel so we can tune it to a popular local channel that the other guys are going to be using anyway. And when they turn the radios on or if somebody switches to that station, it's just playing our stuff. And they usually, it takes a day, day and a half before they realize it's it. It's so awesome. And then they realize they've just been getting beaten in the ears all day long by our commercials. So. And meanwhile, we're, we're normally also geo-targeting the mm-hmm. area with digital heads too. Yeah. So as they pull up their phones and they see <laughs> you and they turn the radio on and all the trailers and they hear you and they're mm-hmm. like, what is happening? We've done Snapchat filters in the past. We've done all kinds of really annoying things for the other it's dealers. Great. I think it's great. I mean, the, the tech capabilities that you have, uh, that most of them just don't even think about is just is killer. No, that's all cause of you. Not all of it. The FM transmitter thing. That was, oh, yeah, that was me. your brilliant strategy. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> me. That's me. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously. And six, one, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, story number two here is, am I the asshole for wanting a divorce because my husband lost our life savings? 
My 38 female, husband 38 male, and I have been married for nine years, together for 12. My husband was a mortgage loan officer, and I have been a stay-at-home mom since having our kids, eight female, four male. Mortgage lending was never the real plan, and what my husband really wanted to do was start a business. His degree was in supply chain management, so he always wanted to be a wholesaler. We ended up having a nest egg of a we ended up having a nest egg of around 70K as of two years ago, and my husband met two other men who he thought would be good business partners. They wanted to be in the beauty and electronics wholesale space. I was excited because as a former esthetician, I knew the supply chain for that too. Well, things started off promising enough. I got caught up with raising our kids, so never worked in a sales capacity. My husband was taking in a lower salary than what he was making at his other job and he was working all the time but i thought it would be worth it when the company makes it big and we'd be getting steady hands-off income but i realize now my husband was keeping me in the dark about how bad the recession hit his business and by extension he was keeping me in the dark about what was going on with not just his money but with my money as his wife and the conflicts he had with his partner who had a mental breakdown after his divorce to be put simply, they both started basically digging their heels in deeper, taking out loans and doing anything to keep what seemed like an abusive relationship with their vendors, cash advancing personal credit cards to make payroll. After hearing about that, which my husband told me, I was furious. He and his business, part he and his business partner had basically been pig-headedly pursuing their dreams and were about to be bankrupt, yet kept hurting their own finances to keep employees. My husband broke down and apologized for not being transparent about how bad things have been and told me the business would be bankrupt soon. I was devastated and realized he gambled our life savings and could have called it quits at any time but decided to take on more debt. This was unforgivable and felt like financial infidelity. Is that a thing? Financial infidelity? I mean, she says it is. Despite my husband's protest, I have asked him to move out and I've talked to a lawyer who advised me to get out now because he gambled our family's future and I deserve better. Oh, yeah. Shocking that the uh, the divorce attorney told you that. My husband is begging for another chance and wants me to give us six months while he finds another mortgage job. He promised to never start a business again, but I think I'm done and think it's better for me and him to just to split while we still have time to rebuild and find love again. Am I the asshole? I feel very betrayed. Oof. Okay, so the initial question was am i the asshole for wanting a divorce because my husband lost our life savings thoughts i mean this one's an nta for me in the sense that I mean, in this particular question i mean she she's very wanted at wanting a divorce now going through with a divorce that's a whole higher degree of of this we've both been through that we understand good the, point good point with her saying wanting not right not divorcing yes i mean going through with a divorce that's a whole other thing I, I it's clear that he has not communicated at all not just ineffectively at all with her about how the business is performing whether it's struggling or thriving and that those type of things to me are always a couple issue in the sense that me as a husband should be you know, inquisitive about what my wife's work life is like, not because it's my business, so to speak, but it's because I'm genuinely curious. Right. Like for them, this is their family business. She's a stay at home mom. She's an, she's an invested in this as he is. He's just working it. It's kind of similar to what my wife and I have. She manages a spa for a local casino resort. She has her own 
business. She has her own income. She has her own finances that she deals with. And I've got mine that I deal with, but I talk to her very regularly about how our store is doing, even though, you know, she doesn't really have anything to do with the operations part of it. Right. It's our business. It's our future together. Yeah. And on, and, and I tell her the, the good and the bad, like this last winter was not the easiest, but you know, I kept her in the loop. So she understood like, especially if I'm coming home stressed, she can kind of see, yeah, she can kind of understand like why it's that way and what she can be doing to help me work through that. On the flip side, she shares a lot with me as far as like how her, you know, her spa's performing, things that they've implemented, how it's impacted her staff and, you know, things that changes that she's made or changes that her people suggest. Like there's a lot of stuff I know about that spa with that. Like I could just walk in and not run it by any means, but walk in there and not be blindsided by a ton of stuff. Right. She has the same with the dealership. Like she understands it because we have those conversations. And so he really missed the the mark by not only poorly communicating, just not communicating at all. It sounds like, you know why he didn't though. I mean, he knew it was wrong. Sure. He knew he was going to get his ass kicked for it. If he told her, or if he had discussed it with her and gotten her, on board or tried to get her on board before he did it he knows she would have said no well and he could have been ashamed too you know he could i'm have, sure he, he was he, yeah he probably felt disappointed he's he's letting his family down he's he's the breadwinner he's supposed to provide for them make you know provide a secure life for them and he's obviously not doing that and part of this too is always the danger of you know jumping in with a business partner you've been there i've been there yep um we've we've got on the other side of it so we don't you know our partners are our spouses Yep. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't have complete control, you, you just really can't steer the boat. It's like, you're always going to have some resistance. And even if you're trying to put things in a positive direction, sounds like this guy that he was working with had kind of a fall apart going through his divorce. And, and I've been there, Uh, it had a negative impact on the business, but you have to, you have to convey that to your spouse. Right. Absolutely. The, and I think part of what's cool about like your situation is that you guys are in very different businesses and yes, you know, business ownership, there's no way to disconnect it from your, your home life. There is sure. no way when you, when you, when you're a business owner, when you're running a business, like everything affects everything mm-hmm. it's, and you know, we've got a team, the team gets paid no matter what, but if, if the business doesn't do great, you know, Owner doesn't get paid. That's right. that's what being the owner is about. It's not the glamorous lifestyle. It's about it's about you know me and the captain on the ship. Um, whether it's taking hits or or victorious, it, it. But with you guys being in two separate kind of things, I think it's really cool because you can probably listen to the issues that each other are facing and offer insight from what you've dealt with in a completely different world that right. can help with with like team building and managing different types of employees and you obviously have very different types of people because of your industry differences, but you can bounce ideas off of each other and be like, Oh, well I tried this and, and this seems to be really, really working for this kind of person. Right. And, and that would be cool. So we, you know, Candy Thunder and I are in the same business. So it's like whenever, whenever we're talking about business issues, we're just bringing it home. And, right. and it's like, there's, there is no escape. <laughs> there is no escape. And sometimes we'll call a timeout and be like, okay, for the rest of the night, we're not talking about this because right. it's stressful and, uh, and we need to, we need to just move on from it. But there's nothing that we would ever hide from each other about business things that need to be done. Obviously, since we run the business together, that wouldn't work anyway, but 
for him, I you said you said something that uh, that I think really resonated. He was probably ashamed, and I think failure mm-hmm. is one of the biggest motivators. Or the fear of failure is one of the biggest motivators for a lot of men specifically and people. Period. But a lot of men specifically, failing families, failing as a provider, failing in general, is a hell of a motivator. And for him, he was willing to. He was willing to bankrupt his family in order to try to keep the business alive as like a last ditch effort whenever he could see that the ship was sinking. Well, and it also sounds like it wasn't even just to keep the businesses alive. It sounded like there was components of it where they just weren't wanting to lay people off. And it's like there's sometimes you've got to make those tough decisions yeah. as an as an owner, as an employer. And we've both been there. Yep. And, uh, you know, especially like three years ago, we were all putting that position where it's like, you know, where, where do the cuts happen? Cause we right. can't just shut the business down and we can't just bury ourselves financially. At some point we have to survive so that the, you know, if I had 20 families under my rooftop at work, counting on my business to provide them income, you know, if, if it's 15 or 16, that's better than zero. Right. You know, or yeah. worse, you know, zero plus putting my, my family in a, in a huge hole. Right. And which is what this guy's done. Cause he felt bad about letting people off, letting people go. Letting and, I think, people and, off. and it sounds like it's a, it's a perfect example of like truly learn the business before you do it. Just cause you went and got a, a degree and it doesn't mean you fully <sighs> understand it. Yeah. I mean, I've just recently purchased the last of our dealership You know, I've been an owner for a little over three years, but I've been at the dealership for over a decade. I've been running it for more than 10 years. Like I understand the business and and how it operates and how it succeeds and how it fails. Same with you. I mean, you've been in this industry for as long as I've known you before you just went and started your own agency or technically buying the one that you used to work for. Right. Same thing I did. Um, You learned it and you knew that you had what it takes to make it work. And you had the, you had the skills and the drive and the talent and the ability to draw in the quality people that you have around you right now. And this could have been a situation where maybe they had a good business plan, but they never could staff it right because they're not good at bringing people in. But either way, like, no, not an asshole for wanting a divorce, but, and I'm not saying you're an asshole if you get a divorce, but. It's a huge breach of trust. I know I, I realize sure. that the the tough part about this is that you know is she really wanting a divorce because she feels like there was a massive breach of trust, or is she wanting a divorce because they're broke now? Yeah, and she knows that she can't trust him to not be broke in the future. Well, I think you could rebuild both of those. You could rebuild the trust component. You, I mean, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And obviously, you can rebuild the trust of, okay, he goes and gets a, sec- a secure, steady job that you guys know you can count on income, and you can rebuild that savings. You're never going to be able to recoup fully what you lost. It's just it's, it's money. It's gone. <laughs> and there's debt there, it sounds like now. Right. But you can come to an understanding that you're not going to go down that road again you're very, very sorry that you went down that road and did not communicate with your partner. And if she can forgive him for it, then, you know, there's hope there. But if she can't forgive him for what he did, you know, obviously and there's no telling how long ago this was, but it's going to take time to get over this. This, I, I can understand her, 
her point with using the term financial infidelity because it, there was a lot of secrets there and a lot of things that he was keeping from her that impact their relationship, their family, their finances. And, you know, he, he she didn't find out till it was too late. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, moving forward, if they were to try to make it work, he's not going to be trusted with money at all, period. Right. right. I mean, he's not going to be in, in, in their relationship. You know, maybe he was the, the money manager. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. That that definitely changes. I mean, you look at either giving up control of all the things that you abused to gain trust back. Right. And even that's going to be a really long road. Sure. The alternative and, and a is burden on her. Oh, yeah. Huge. Because she doesn't want to have to learn that. She doesn't want to have to do it, but she has to sure. because she feels like, you know, she's with a man child who, who couldn't control his shit and just bankrupted his family instead of laying people off. And that's right. that sucks. On the flip side for him. If he loses her, do they talk about having kids? Yeah. Okay. They get, they're like seven and four, I think. Okay. So they've got kids. So if, if she does go through with divorcing him, you know, he's obviously going to see his kids less. He's obviously losing his wife and he's lost his business because it's going bankrupt at this point. How impossible would it be to come back from that? Just, at, just from a failure on top of failure on top sure. of failure stack. I mean, it just depends on your character. It's a, it's definitely a hard reset moment. Yeah, I mean, it, late thirties, you can still come back from that. That's not oh for sure unsurmountable, but definitely, it's it's a big setback. It's not the end of the world by any means, but especially if if it's truly going through bankruptcy and the process of it, and you know how that's going to work with their creditors and how it's going to impact that whatever debt they do carry over. I mean, it's not unsurmountable, but it's not something that anybody would want to be hung with, especially as an adult with small children. I mean, they should be saving for college right now, not worrying about paying off this ding-dong's debt. <laughs> the ding-dong's debt. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, that's that's for sure. So I, I, think, I think you hit it on the head with your first statement. She's not an asshole for wanting the divorce. Going through with it may be a different thing. But even that... I don't, I don't, it's understandable. Sure. If your spouse had done this to you and had like had bankrupt your family to try to keep a failing business alive, it would, it would be really tough to recover from. I don't think, I don't think anyone could feel any differently. And we talk a lot about, you know, you, you can't be an asshole for feeling something. It's what you do with those feelings that could, or it could make you an asshole. In this case, you're not an asshole for feeling it, for wanting that divorce or, or going through with it. So long as, this isn't just about money. Right. If this is just like not wanting anything to do with him because he's broke now, that's that's the one part of this that could make OP the asshole here. Right. If the attorney's giving the advice on the premise of the sooner she cuts bait, the less obligated she's going to be to whatever debts right. are with the business. And this is just, he's tainted now. And that could just be preliminary advice from one attorney that's just trying to get some attorney's fees to help somebody get divorced. Yeah. And not, not be there to help her with debt resolution when she's still hung with half of whatever debt he's got. And That's she's, true. She doesn't have a job because she's a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> That's the tough part, though. I mean, if she, if she does get a divorce, like being a stay-at-home mom now becomes really tough because 
it's you're not going to have any alimony payments here. There's no source of income. He's got to sure. go start over brand new. Mm-hmm. There will be some child support and maybe some alimony at some point, but it would be both truly starting from scratch. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough no matter what, no matter what you do financially, it's going to be tough. So I guess that's the decision is just recognize that it's going to be an uphill battle financially, no matter what. Is it worth also ending your marriage over? Yeah. yeah this is just one of those money situations that makes me, it always makes me picture somebody that's like dug a hole and they've dug it so deep that now as they dig every shovel, shovel scoop, they're just thrown on top of themselves. Cause yeah, there's nowhere they, to they go can't with even it. Get it out of the hole anymore. There's nowhere to go with it. Good gravy. All right, let's dive into our last. Is it our last one here? No, we have we two three, more. Four, five. Oh, how, you, you know more about the stories we have than I do. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, okay. I listened to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, third story here. Am I the asshole for breaking up with my girlfriend for being peer pressured? Well, that's weird. My ex-girlfriend, 27 female, and I, 29 male, not the ages I was expecting, we're together for a year. I broke up with her last week. So about five months ago, she came to my apartment after a night out with her friends. She confessed that she made out with a guy because her friends were pressuring her to have fun and not be so uptight. This is the spicy one. <laughs> she apologized and said she really didn't want to, but she didn't want to look bad to them. I was really pissed at her lack of a backbone, but I decided to let it go because she told me and apologized. We also agreed that she wouldn't go out drinking with them because they kept pressuring her to do things she doesn't want to do. Last week, she went out with those girls. She didn't tell me she was going. She went to a small town in our country. She went to a small town in our country to stay in a cabin for the day. She sent me a message telling me she was there and that she'd be back later that night. I was kind of mad already because who just disappears and tells their partner after and the friends she was with made me feel a whole lot worse about the situation. I told her to come see me when she was back. She came to my place the next day and I asked her what happened. She said nothing bad happened. She was just taking a mental health day with her friends. I told her to just tell me if anything happened because I don't believe her. After three days of denying that anything happened, she confessed that she was there with one of the girls and the girl's husband. Apparently, her friend had been asking her to have a threesome with her and her husband. She she said her friend kept begging over, over text for several weeks and she just caved because she felt pressured. She showed me the text. But she also said they didn't go all the way on the trip and she didn't have sex with either of them. I told her the relationship was over and that she seriously needs to go to therapy and address why she surrounds herself with people who pressure her to do things she doesn't want to do. And also why she feels like she can't say no to them at her own expense. She cried and said, I'm blaming her for something she didn't have a say in. I told her going to that cabin was her choice. Being friends with them was her choice. And unless they held a gun to her head to do whatever she did in that cabin, that was her choice too. Her brother left me a message saying I'm being too harsh and should be helping her resolve her issues instead of kicking her to the curb. I don't get why they think I should allow her to cheat on me whenever just because she doesn't have the balls to say no to her friends. Am I the asshole? NTA. (laughs) We don't even need to have this discussion. Boom. Boom. Just get it right there. This is a person 
that deliberately stays with these type of friends because they can try to turn them into the scapegoat. These are, this is the kind of person that wants to do these things. And if they weren't in a relationship, they'd be doing it probably all the time. And they let it seem like this friend group is pressuring them into it. And the friend group probably is to a bit because they're probably like, we don't really like your boyfriend anyway. And this is what you really want to do. So just do it. Do it and tell him about it. How about that? Hmm. And then the fact that he stayed with her after the first one, that was, that's it. Free pass. They were like, all right, we got to go harder. Yeah. You've, you, I mean, you, we got to do something crazier. They were just peeking in the door. Now they're just kicking it open. I don't understand how you could stay with someone like this. I mean, it, someone literally just can't say no. It, it, it doesn't sound like the kind of person that just has bad friends. It sounds like the kind of person that chooses to keep these bad friends so you can blame the bad friends for your bad choices. That's, that's an interesting take. Uh, have you have you encountered someone like that before? I've dated this person. Okay, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you seem to have a very a very firm grasp on like who this who this person it's, could be. Yeah, I mean, that's it, but it's it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. It's the same thing. I mean, you it, we've I we've been around these it, we've been around these people. Yeah, exactly. And that's always the story. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so I would, I would look at this on face value and not having encountered that person, I don't think in real life, uh, would have been like, Oh, they just usually have like a, a problem saying no. And some people are just like that. Like maybe working with them on a solution, if you really love this person would be the play. They're just dating though. Thank goodness. They're just dating right. and married to this person because you know, she would have said yes. Um, <laughs> She can't say no. Come on. Come on. Storm coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) But it'd be so impossible to trust someone like that because their word means jack shit. Right. Yeah. I I think you you could be onto something. Well, you are onto something here with, with this being an act, though. And just letting the friends drive the boat and always having them to to fall back on for an excuse. Well, and it's what we've talked about before. And you say it plenty of times on here. Like, there's no, you're not going to get changed. Or, well, you don't have actual remorse without changed behavior. Like, if the action is repeating itself, you're not really sorry. You're just, <laughs> you're sorry you got caught. Right. And... You're not, you're not sorry. You're not genuinely making changes to, I mean, after the first screw up, she should have just worked on enhancing that relationship and blowing off those friends altogether. Right. The fact that she didn't do either of those things just goes to show that this is what she wants. Mm. It's probably why she's single in her late twenties, but. Pain creates change. (laughs) So she never experienced enough. There was no pain. He was, he he forgave her. He probably made her feel bad about it for a week and then moved on. If even that long. Oh, man. And and this is a thing, apparently. Like, I'm sorry if you're dealing with someone who pulls this kind of shit. Just know that it's a strong possibility that it's an act. Yes. She's a one. He's an NTA. <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> so uh, the can't say no girlfriend is an ask on one. Yes. And he's NTA. There we go. I'm Yeah, I'm following your lead on that one. That's, I don't know. That was an easy one to dissect for me. (laughs) (laughs) He's on it. He's on it. All right, we'll bounce to the next one. Story four. Am I the asshole for expecting my sister-in-law to let my daughter use her car after she just got into an accident? 
My daughter, 22, just got into a car wreck five days ago. She was at fault. She sideswiped someone at her blind spot. It completely bent her frame and her car is beyond repair. The only dealership that will approve her for a vehicle won't have her vehicle available for two weeks. It's a buy here, pay here. Now my brother and his wife are buying a part of my land to anchor to anchors, two acres. <laughs> Words are hard. My brother makes monthly payments on it while his wife stays home all day. She claims it's because the pregnancy is destroying her legs and it hurts to walk. Since he has been out of work, I knocked $300 off the monthly cost to help him out. His wife doesn't ever go anywhere, so her vehicle just sits in the driveway. My daughter obviously needs a car, so I talked to my brother three days ago and told him that for the next two weeks, they should consider allowing my daughter to use the vehicle because I don't have time to take her to work and Uber would be costing easily $200 a day due to the distance. My brother said, that's probably not going to happen. And I said, well, make it happen. After all, I'm knocking money off of their monthly rent, so it's the least they can do. I called him this morning and asked him why he hasn't gotten back to me, and he says, my wife isn't comfortable with your daughter using her vehicle after just crashing her own, and gave some excuse of, the car is the only thing she really has, so it's a big ask. I guess because his wife has been selling off stuff to make bills since he's out of work. I told him he needs to figure it out or the payments will go back up because I will need to help my daughter get a vehicle. He says I'm being an asshole because I'm taking my daughter's negligence out on them. So we don't we don't know if if OP is a male or female here, do we? No, and this is a lot to unpack. Yeah, it is. So, okay, so OP's daughter, who's 22, got in a wreck five days ago. OP is allowing their brother and his wife, they're buying part of their land. His brother or OP's brother is making monthly payments on it. Wife is a stay at home, stay at home mom or stay at home. Yeah. She's, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. So she's so a mom. She, yes. Stay at home mom. The whole, she claims it's because the pregnancy is destroying her legs and it hurts to walk. Makes me think this is a dude. OP. Or, I mean, it could be a woman because a lot of women, you know, view women making comments about pregnancy being tough as as a sign of weakness or whatever. But um, since his, his wife doesn't ever go anywhere, so her vehicle just sits in the driveway. I don't know. Just automatically assuming that that you get to commandeer a vehicle or you're going right. to financially punish someone is an asshole. Move. It's, it's a very entitled perspective. Like this arrangement that you've made with your brother and sister-in-law is completely separate from the situation that your daughter's created. Yes. By having an accident. I mean, you could almost be like, Hey, okay, this is the expense we're having to drive her around, pay for Ubers, things like that. How about I pay you X to be able to drive that car for a couple of weeks. That's normally just sitting around and that helps them out financially Helps them out financially. Everybody kind of wins, but it, they have the expectation of just getting something for free. When you, it's clear that that side of the family is already struggling anyway. Yeah. We're going to take the one thing that you have. Right. Uh, or we're going to charge you more money mm -hmm. for the thing that we're letting you buy from us. Because I mean, on the other side of it, if something happens with the, the pregnant sister-in-law and she needs immediate transportation, to get to she's the doctor or the hospital, yeah. she's not going to have it available. So, I mean, I see both sides of it. I, but I, having just that entitled, well, I've been helping you out. 
you need to just make this happen. That's that's definitely an asshole. Yeah, it's it's the approach. I think it's the approach that makes them the asshole. You know, it you could have made this an ask and been like, hey, you could have found a way to do this in a diplomatic way, right? And not not come across as an asshole. That's like, I'm gonna need your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, because then what happens if she wrecks that one too? Everybody's screwed, right? And it, I guarantee you, their insurance isn't going to cover it if she wrecks it, because she would need to be put on the policy. She'd have to be a yeah, a listed driver. Okay, so if if there were, you mentioned that these are two separate arrangements, and if they have some kind of documentation or mm-hmm. purchase agreement for the land that they're buying, mm-hmm. that would be like legally a separate agreement. Sure. That's that OP here. You couldn't just jack up because they won't do you this favor uh, <laughs> right. or, you know, bend to your demands here. And and you know that they're already struggling. You've got your brother's out of work. His wife is pregnant. Like they're, they're struggle busting right now. And your solution is to make that worse because your daughter got into an accident. Mm-hmm. That was her fault. Not the play, bro. Not, no, okay. No, so not at all. where where does. Where does OP end on the scale here? I'm at least a two. Definitely shouldn't have done it. Is it a, is it a terrible human thing to nah, do? I wouldn't say terrible. Them? No, we're not terrible human yet, but definitely shouldn't have done it. I mean, I, I, the whole thing could have been handled way better. Yeah. Should have been handled way better. Like there, there should have been able to come to a resolution, at com- some sort of compromise, because truly there are, I mean, even if they'd added her on their insurance as an additional driver, at 22 and just had an accident, their rate's going to go up right? while she's on there as a driver. Right. So whether it's two weeks or a month or whatever, that's an added expense for them. They're obviously already struggling. So a lot of times, I, I a lot of times insurance will cover like the rental car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's your fault in an accident or not, it doesn't have any, any bearing on the insurance's willingness to provide that if it's a part of the policy it's part of the policy right um so that would have been a a good thing to have uh clearly that wasn't part of their their solution package at that time but it's the it's the ask man it's just the way this was approached in like like you said a very entitled way that's just like i I, i'm gonna need you to give that to me yeah you don't you (laughs) don't keep score when you're helping people out it's not how it works nope not just that. Hey, hey, buddy. Uh, here's the pickle I'm in, and here here's an idea that that might be a solution for both right. of us. I'm gonna take your shit. Yep. Yeah. All right. Ask on two. Ask on two. Op and Candy Thunder again says, "Wow, what a classy bitch." Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go through a little bit slower like that. Wait a second. That was that was the end of the. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Oh, we did done. we get through all of them? All four, yeah. Okay, I thought we had a, I thought we had a, a five on there. No, I can't. Well, shit, I was ripping through them here quick, thinking we had a, <laughs> no, another last, one to go. Well, I mean, number three was easy. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to we need to like start a timer during the edit to figure out from the end of my last word of the story till you say NTA, like how many milliseconds that, that was. It was not long. Rapid fire. That would be like we playing horse in here, but instead of using like an an NBA basketball goal. We have one of those like little 
Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, cardboard things yeah. with the foam ball that I can just slam dunk on. Yes. <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk. Okay, got this one. Okay. So we, uh, we, we got through our stories really quick. We probably spent more time on our tangents than we did our actual stories here. So um, sorry about that, folks. But it was uh, it was pretty easy determinations overall here. The, a couple of them were, were more complicated. But, you know, everything we talk about is complicated, basically. That's true. Everything. Mainly because we complicated even more than it already was. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Everything I do is 10 times harder than it should be. And it's my fault. It's it's because you're trying to make it harder. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it better, Dan. I've, I've, I've watched this podcast be recorded live and, uh, yeah. Make, trying to make it way harder <laughs> than it needs to be. It's entertaining He's that breaking way, man. stuff and I, yeah. yelling at things <laughs> that aren't even... Animate objects. <laughs> That's good entertainment right it there, is. man. You're like, the camera wasn't even rolling. It's I keep still good you, entertainment. I keep telling you, you need to sell a link to camera two. <laughs> <laughs> We're storing all the all the camera two footage just for someday. Well, we, we are going to be rolling out um, YouTube membership tiers in July. We don't know what they are yet. Can't but, wait to get that bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We we are rolling that out, uh, and uh, and you know maybe maybe camera two footage will be included in there at, at some tier. We'll are you see. are you ever going to start doing a promo like if people get like the Dusty Thunder tattoo on them that you'll just give them a free membership for life? Here's the problem. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. The social giants want their cut. Sure. So I could say like, yeah, you can get a free membership for life, but YouTube and TikTok are still like, hey. Mm-hmm. But I mean, pay up. You'd pay up if someone permanently put that on themselves. Put a yeah, you know, uh, do it like a select number of people. Like the first five people to send us pictures <laughs> and video verification that you got Dusty Thunder tattooed on your body. It's got to be permanent. Yeah, it can't be, be henna. No, it's got to be permanent, and it's got to be in a visible spot. It can't be like a butt cheek like tattoo, a forehead tattoo. Yes, go, face go tattoo. Straight Mike Tyson, just right down a cheek. face tattoo of Dusty Thunder logo. I am all for man. We would figure something out if somebody actually did that. We would we would definitely gift them something. I don't know what it would be, but I'm start. I've been curious, like when you're going to go like Jay Leno, like how he had the, like little color thing up here in his hair. Yeah. And you do like a thunderbolt coming off the bottom <sighs> of your mouth. You know what? There was a split second whenever we first started recording content and we did something, but it looked like my gray was, was in like a, a lightning bolt fashion. And I was like, no way. <laughs> and then I went and looked in the mirror and I'm like, nah, it was just the angle or it's, some it shit. Was the light. <sighs> no, I'm just naturally getting like the dark. I have the dark Fu Manchu. Is going to be all that's left dark, and everything mm-hmm. else will be just like stark white here. And then we're just going to take mascara and do a little lightning yeah, bolt. I'm down. <laughs> I'll let your I'll wife pretend do that. like I'm it's not, all natural. I'm not doing. She that. already wants to wants to to dye my beard. She wants to yeah. How she rude. wants it to be a little bit darker, and I'm like, no, I'm rude. not. No, can't start. You look that. distinguished. Thank you. Tell her that. I mean, I have pictures of this man without a beard, and nobody wants to see that. Nope. <laughs> Nobody. Probably, probably, especially with the context of. Uh, yeah, when it was like 1230 at Kitchen Pass. Yes. Like, <laughs> not, yeah. not 1230 lunch. <laughs> nope. Nope. The, the context of, of what was happening around those images, nobody wants to see uh, either. We've Let's just put it this way. We've got stories. And not this not kind sharing. of stories. We're not, not sharing. Yep. No, not, not, not the kind of stories you'll ever hear. Nope. nope. Never. Top secrets kind of stories. I'll tell my wife, but that's it. <laughs> it stays there. HIPAA prevents us from being able to discuss them <laughs> <Yeah>. further. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, through this podcast. Josh, thank you so much for finally Absolutely. coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Love you, brother. Love you too. And uh, we'll definitely bring Josh back at some point here. Um, we'd love to have you as a regular in the lineup. I will try to have full voice capacity next time. <laughs> <laughs> all the times for me to get like one of those fun summer colds. Uh, yeah. Well, all but the other times you're going to lose your voice are from Chiefs games, though. So true. We can't do one after Chiefs game. Yeah. Well, that's going to be tough. That's me screaming for half of a three and a half hour event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is that is Tony's parking candy thunder today. They're like, it was a great weekend. <laughs> it was a good time. I'm surprised they're not in like full body casts. They looked pretty beat from the video. The yeah. Night. Thanks again for hanging out with us. We had a really good time going over these stories with Josh Smoots. I'm still still relearning how to say the last name there. Uh, look for him in chat on the live streams. He's always there. Um, you can give him a hard time there. Yeah, you can troll me. Yeah, let's, let's troll him. Uh, <laughs> or by leaving a, a comment on this episode. Thank you uh, so much again. We're going to be doing the next podcast. We're actually filming soon with Tony... Tony Stank uh, or Tony Spark. Tony Dark right now. He's been at the lake for a week. Yes, he is Tony Dark <laughs> for sure. After the 4th of July on the lake and then the T-Swift. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he is Tony Dark for sure. Uh, so that's coming up. We'll have another episode of Thunder and Spark at some point here in the next couple of weeks. And also, we finally got our Try Treats box, the replacement box in because uh, the first time we did it, it was when the Tech Gremlins ruined all of our content. And <laughs> by Tech Gremlins, I, I mean me. So we're redoing an unboxing of a Tri Treats box that we can't wait to show you too. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. We will see you next time. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.